Welcome to the Thinking Women podcast. Interiors matter and can enhance the way we feel about the homes we live in. In combining the old and the new, texture and colour, every space should create its own adventure. It's what makes your house your home. Interior design company Adventures in Living believe this matters very much and can offer a completely bespoke service from colour consultations for your home via Zoom or in person, sourcing all furniture fittings, floorings, etc. for your home to full project management working alongside your architects and builders. For further information, please contact Katie Conroy on 01491 571 643 or email katie at adventuresinliving.co.uk. Also look out for her on Instagram, Adventures in Living Henley or House Adventures in Living or check out her website, adventuresinliving.co.uk. Welcome to the Thinking Women podcast and today we are going to be talking about beauty and bits and bobs like that. And we are joined today by the wonderful Victoria Penrose who's a celebrity makeup artist and we are thrilled to have you on the show Victoria. Thank you Welcome. very much for having me both of you. It's been a busy day so far. Yeah well <laughs> doing a lot haven't we? Today it's always it's always a busy day on a yeah. Thinking Women day and we make things happen. Victoria's been on our show already, so we've done um, makeup, a lockdown makeup, how to handle all of that, which has been amazing. But what we want to do on this podcast with you, now that we've got you here, is really deep dive into the psychology, maybe, mm. of makeup and why, why we sometimes love it mm. and sometimes hate it. Mm. Because it is weird, isn't it, that you'd put stuff on your face so to look different in a strange way. Like, are to we doing that for, for ourselves or for someone else? Well, there's a question. Mm. I mean, when everyone says I do makeup for myself, I don't really believe that to be the case because if you would never put it on if no one was seeing you. Ah, but no, 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 I would. You would wear it if you never had any contact with anyone in any, if you lived by yourself in the middle of Utah desert and you had no link to the outside world, no shops, no no other sex, no people through your business. Well, I suppose you wouldn't actually have the stuff, would you? If we didn't have mirrors. Yeah, you wouldn't wear it. You would not take that time to do it. It would be less of a faff. Your everyday life would be much easier, much more straightforward, and you'd have more money in the bank. That's interesting. I don't believe anyone would wear it. And therefore, do you think we wear makeup then to change ourselves? Because we don't like what we're seeing? 100%. Actually, you would never do it. If you were completely comfortable and happy with who you are and didn't have any outside... Um, influences around you or any opinions of anyone else you would not wear makeup makeup wouldn't have even been invented the interesting thing that you've said in that is that if you didn't have a mirror so Mm. I know that when I put I've in lockdown there's been days where I haven't seen anyone um my little girls that haven't been with me they've been with their dad or whatever Mm. and I've still put makeup on for (sighs) the mirror it must right for the mirror and for you to make for yourself me. feel better but, the, but, but the, who's telling you you don't look good without yeah, but it if i didn't have any mirrors in my house and i'm just imagining that scenario mm-hmm. would i have bothered putting the makeup on you probably not believe you no, because i put makeup on every day and i think i do it to make myself feel better because i'm looking at myself right. because that's it yeah right so why can't we look at ourselves without the makeup because we're told that we don't look good as we do naturally because we're bombarded every day by images and people around us. And I'm not talking about Photoshop images or models. I'm just everyday general advertising that people you see on TV, people see on adverts and magazines in papers. They are at some certain standard of 
a beauty level. And if you don't think you're at that, you're changing things to make yourself look like that. Either you're filling your lips, you're having your eyebrows done, you're having your eyelashes permed, or you're putting on a bit of blusher or a slick of lipstick to do the school run. Whatever it may be, it's that little step towards looking a little bit more like society deems normal or attractive. And, and this mm. is interesting because it's it goes back to accepting yourself and what you are. Because I have... Um, with it's mascara for me because I've got I'm very blonde and I've got very very blonde eyelashes, so I feel if I don't wear mascara, then You're lost. I don't know. I'm I just would never dream oh, of not neither. wearing mas- mascara. Mm-hmm. But that's like dyeing your hair, isn't it? It's like saying, oh, you know, I'm naturally dark, I don't but feel I wouldn't great. dream of going out without having highlights. And it's, it- a really interesting and it is a thing point, isn't, it? isn't it sometimes on so was it a few years ago there was a kind of challenge on facebook because i think it's before instagram where it was the set the the naked face selfie mm-hmm. does anybody remember yeah, that? I did that yeah and it was a it was a big deal mm-hmm. and people were really including myself and i did it but really thinking very carefully about whether we would be prepared to show our makeup free face to the world and it was such a big thing I definitely wouldn't when I'm working. There's no way I'd go to a job without looking as immaculate as I can be. Not always possible in the conditions I work under, but you know, I would never present myself as a makeup artist on on set without looking groomed at least. But that's your job, isn't it? Yeah, you know. But it's annoying that I have to do that. But I did it. Now that's interesting. Yeah. Why is it annoying? Because mate, I hate. I have no interest in doing my makeup. I have no want to use any more seconds on that and then I possibly do. I have very little time to myself. So luckily I am very quick at doing makeup and can make myself look fairly different in a really short amount of time, but it's not a pleasurable thing. It's so your holiday, of, isn't it? It's busman's holiday for you. Yeah, basically, I mean, isn't would it? you do either of your jobs in your spare time? Mm. Always. <laughs> I love looking at pension statements. Yeah. Just Give I don't me, believe just anyone give would. me your statement. I'll look at it. <laughs> but then, but then you have got people who love it, and I'm quite obsessed with watching Glow Up, the Val Garland. And See, I yeah, I'm never going to watch. You that. would never do that. No. But so, I, I love that, and I just but but on that program, there are some young people who are the contestants on the program. They're just obsessed. But yeah, but they're not real makeup artists. Art. That's why I wouldn't watch it. And they could never. They're not being judged from being an actual makeup artist. So it's a really strange show for me. And what so, I've been told, I might have get it completely wrong. But I don't. I think they're covering many different aspects of makeup, but not actually a career in makeup. No. So your love of makeup, though, then Victoria, comes from transforming others, making people feel better. What's your motivation for making other Money. people up? Money mostly. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's my career. <laughs> Could you? Would you have done anything? Would you rather be doing something else then? Um, no, I don't think I'd rather be doing something else. I'm extremely lucky to have a job that I think is an incredible job. I get to meet politicians world leaders celebrities from different pathways i get to go to great sets and beautiful houses well, like, you and know thinking women thinking women you what know? a great day out this is you know what? i get to go and in, into like amazing studios and or country homes or castles and it, every day i'm working with a different team that's tough in itself in terms of the business side of it and the logistics but um i love it i'm very lucky to get paid for something i find incredibly interesting so and it's a lifestyle that goes with it uh, yeah, mate. Well, you haven't got any life in my job. But you know, at the, all. the job but life, the if job, we talk about it's job It's definitely life, not so. boring. Yeah. It's different every day. I'm not in an office. I'm not with the same people. I don't have the same in office problems or problems with colleagues. I'm my own boss. I work with very nice people, very interesting people. I'm learning something every day. 
So that's why I love it. So you love the people side. I probably love the people side. Yeah. And the doing, job is like a conduit then in yeah. order for you to well, kind of go doing into... makeup in as a professionally is really tough. Everyone thinks they can mm. do makeup. They can't. They can't do makeup or hair at the level that we do it at. It's, and that I find that very frustrating, which is probably why I have a problem with the shows and, you know, small makeup schools trying to teach certain things. It's, there is no governing body over makeup, so you don't have to be called get registered, you know, to be a makeup artist, whereas, you know, you do in many other professions. There is someone who's giving you that licence, who's making sure you're trained professionally to do that job. We are, many people aren't, and through the rise of social media, YouTube, there's a lot of people who are saying certain things, but they're not actually makeup artists in the British sense of a TV makeup but artist or film. This is all really fascinating, and, and but, you know, going back to the psychology, though, of why we put makeup on our face, and you, you've made a career and have got a job putting yeah, makeup on other mad. people's faces. I'm so lucky. <laughs> it's, it is, but it's, it's also weird that there are people like you that, there's such a demand for this product mm-hmm. to make ourselves feel better. It started for- in many, it's not just feeling better. The makeup came around as, as a form of self-care and health. So the coal around your eyes that we wear now for a smoky eye comes as a sun deterrent when you're in Africa or in the Middle uh, East. Right. So you'd put coal around your eyes to try and re- re- make the sun not come into your eyes, to try and push it away from your eyes. So it's like an very early form of sunglasses. Oh. So makeup doesn't always, it's just spread out over the years as a very uh, convoluted way of coming down to the beauty we see now. And I guess lipstick, you know, what's the history of The lipstick was to attract people. So the red on your lips is meant to be an interpretation of your sexual organs. So when your lips look flush, it's kind of a sign that you're maybe ready to mate or, you know, you find someone attractive. And that engorgement and blood is actually what we put on our lips to kind of attract someone. So that's where that comes from. In terms of when that was all uh, first came fashionable, that's fairly recent. So so fashionable and why we will make up are really sort of almost separate in terms of how much it's changed over the years. Uh, So if you talk about something like tan, no one would ever have a tan on because if you had a tan, you worked outside, you worked on the land and you were burnt by the sun. So it was very, very... So you weren't refined. You weren't, you weren't a, refined. a refined lady. You were a bit rough. Yeah, and I you know, were, I you know were working class. Countries like Japan, it's very unfashionable it's very, to be have to colour, have any colour at all. Well, that's also because of the Western. That's a really weird extra thing where Western influences say that the whiter you. So if you're dark skinned, if you come from Africa or you know from a country where predominantly, uh, sorry not a country, a continent where predominantly the skin tone is black, that was seen as like a lower level. We have this really awful thing with looking at people of colour like they're below white people. Mm. So they want to be white and the fact that people wear skin lighteners around the world to try and be white mm. is a pressure that's come from the West that's made them think that that's how So we've got is. people wanting to be lighter and people wanting to be, to be darker. darker. But and- the darker thing, the tan thing, only came in in the late 50s when Coco Chanel actually wore tan and wanted people to look darker and then it came into normal jean Marilyn Monroe she was wanting you know she had this kind of tan look and then it became the fashion so it flipped only very recently so it was only mm. in the last I was going to say 50 years but I believe my 50s was more than 50 years ago <laughs> and it's actually yeah. more like 70 years ago Mary Shogun at mass long time ago <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, well yeah it's so more, I still think it's 1997 yeah. but you know but isn't it strange though but but I still find you know, the psychology of how we need to change ourselves mm-hmm. and 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 we are as you say 
not doing it for ourselves because if We're if not. it was just us and we didn't have you know, you listen to desert island discs and <gasps> no one ever says program. you know what what's what what would you want on that desert island oh i'd want a mirror to mm-hmm. look at myself I might, I might be I taken. that might be me would you <laughs> well, you could so, also use a mirror to start a fire don't forget yeah that would so be, that be handy but then, would you, but then would you start looking at yourself in it and then want the makeup um that's the question it might be handy to pull like a, a a dodgy tooth out that's got I think we might have other issues like, <laughs> yeah. Would you ever, yeah. I think so but it is it's strange because um it's a massive industry and well there's a lot huge. of money in the makeup industry yeah. how and about that one as a as a because I mean it you you go into Selfridges when we can we can again now I kind of quite find it quite fascinating but it's overwhelming it's It's really confusing i I, people say to me what's the best mascara i've no idea i i cannot try everything that's on the market one i can't afford to two they don't always send me mascaras willy-nilly i'm not big enough for anyone to do that and three i haven't got time i haven't got interest in going around selfridges and how can you really test it test it on my eyes no can't do that how do i i'm working on people from 80 to 18 every different skin tone every different race every different age i don't know the best mascara so i don't know how are you supposed to know i can tell you what formulas that you might want to use for shorter lashes for waterproof but so it's crazy but what happens though is we buy into the marketing that's yes, what happens it's so all marketing. you know i um i only use one particular brand of makeup but when i go to Selfridges my eyes are turned right and Charlotte Tilbury's stand mm-hmm. perfect example actually Charlotte I haven't really tried her makeup but her stand is so amazing and her social media Beautiful. is so amazing and the packaging is so amazing it's, and the models are so amazing it's I, just like I a sweet shop I fall isn't it? into that kind of you know that it's almost like that you know you can't really afford the the lifestyle of this glamour projection mm-hmm. but if you buy the lipstick you're kind of in yeah I mean Charlotte Tilbury's a really great um, brands to talk about because I actually really love most of the products I haven't even tried all of them but everything I've tried I've thought was lovely it's a slightly more what you call a dressing table brand than a makeup artist brand only in the sense that the palettes are very small so for us to carry eight palettes around it wouldn't be logistically it wouldn't work so well with the travel and palettes we actually we spoke the other day and this is something I wanted to pick up on now so so now we, we love palettes of, yes our mm. palettes coming back you know we but are we moving away from the world of having your separate lipstick and blush and everything to a world where everything's all in a little palette? The reason being um, is, um, and I don't know if you spoke about this on the show, but now we're having to wear a mask. You know, you go and you go to the toilet, you've got your mask on. Normally you'd sort of put your lippy on when you've been to the loo and then go back to your table, but then you've got to put the mask back on. So lippy comes off. So I have actually found myself sitting at my table putting my makeup on mm. my lippy on so you bring mm. your compact so you get your compact out your nice charlotte tilbury one. one yeah yeah i mean i don't know what could be made that would have the separate that could mix cream-based products and powder-based products without them all getting mixed someone would have to think of a very bulky kind of way of having lids on things so or maybe magnetic attachments yeah I mean it's totally <laughs> it is possible but then you're saying well how do I know someone who wears you know smoky brown and blue eyeshadow would definitely want the coral lipstick in that particular set so it would have to be something you can swap the products in and out and yeah. that somehow magnetized it'd be great so you could build anyone it. out there's doing one of those or you I just will... wear like you know, I'll have one of those. A matte teams. lipstick and put it on the toilet and they should last because there's some really great lipsticks. But, but but with Charlotte Tilbury, back to that and back to what we buy, everyone must know that most 
brands use the same factories to produce their products. <gasps> so Bourgeois really? is the same as Chanel. <gasps> it's the same factory making the same in the same molds, the same products. So there are only so wow. many places that are manufacturing these brands. If it's Primark, it could be exactly the same ingredients that are used to be put into uh, Giorgio Armani. But what you're paying for is the packaging, maybe, or just the advertising and the models they use in the campaigns and the name. That said, there are quite a few cases where there'll be slightly better ingredients that go into certain more higher level products. So you're maybe not having, if it's a shimmer and you know you want a vegan shimmer, they're not using fish skin. They're going to be using something that's a man-made material. And it's more expensive to use man-made materials than animal products. That's why there's so much cheap fake fur on hats. So we've we've spoken a lot about makeup but this is about beauty i want to change the subject slightly if that's okay ladies talk about hair removal so there's you know what's your views on on this because i know it's you know is do you, everyone seems to do it but again if we were on a desert island well it why does, do we do it it does sit in with the what's same the, the same the same mindset isn't it do do we do we hair remove for ourselves yes yeah. <laughs> oh it's definitely for other people actually wouldn't bother I don't. I haven't bothered in lockdown at all. Oh, my armpits. I did do my armpits because I felt cleaner. <laughs> but everything else, I'm an all off for myself. Okay. Interestingly, and I'm going to say this on the podcast, and I don't care that the guys are editing it. But down there in my undercarriage, as I've got older, <laughs> that's got grey, and mm-hmm. I really don't like more grey down okay. there than yeah, on my that's head. Interesting. So you know what? I'm yeah. like go away yeah I think I would agree with you in that sense I think I'd feel better yeah so if it's something that you that you don't like then yeah that's fine I didn't mind before it's really quite interesting it was only as I got older and it started going grow just like I mean this is a fair point actually and I know we're on the podcast it's thinking women and and this is um you know we are talking about stuff which um applies to women and stuff but but yeah no one sees typically you know apart from your partner you're not going around showing people no that but it yeah so why there's why a psychology a there isn't there if, are you doing it for yourself or your partner yeah or, or? it's definitely the only time I've had waxes is because I've been you know on legs or whatever either on holiday or yeah. in a relationship so it definitely wouldn't always be for me. someone else yeah so conclusion so far is that we do these things for others not for us uh, I do I don't know. I can't answer for anyone else, but I definitely do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've got into a thing now, especially with my hair removal, that, like you just mentioned, you you did your armpits because you felt it makes you feel cleaner. Yeah, that must, I must it, have All it, of it yeah. makes me feel cleaner. Yeah. I do feel great when it's done. I can't lie. Like, when it's done, it's just, I'm not paying, at the, especially at the moment financially, it's no way after the year I've had, I can pay for someone to laser me or do whatever. But if I had all the money in the world, it would all be off and I'd have a laser, yeah. But then again, be great. But then again, it's the whole thing, isn't it? So really before all these gadgets and lotions and potions and waxes were available to us you would have just stayed naturally hairy and we're mm. naturally yeah we, we have hair on our bodies for certain yeah, reasons absolutely so it was only some part of society or some would it be um, the patriarchy I don't know who decided yeah, because that I- hairless women were a much better option than mm. hairy women I have never, st- I don't work in beauty and I've never studied beauty. I've studied history of art, history of fashion. So I can tell you about that side, but I don't know where the hair free thing Strange, came from. Isn't it? If anyone I knows really about that, then yeah, let us know. Yeah. Because we all, but it, but it ties into everything we're talking about because we are subconsciously buying in to so much kind of um, 
industry, money, you know, as women. And it is subconscious. And we also, um, I, I think we, we sort of um, promote it ourselves, sometimes subconsciously. And it's just now. And I think lockdown has been really interesting time for us to start thinking about, you know, we, we weren't wearing makeup for a while. Did we actually need makeup? We weren't hair removing for a while. Did we mm. actually need to, we weren't hair, haircuts? Well, mm. I was going to come on to that next, actually. Um, just, you know, the hair. Because we, we change our hair, we dye our hair a different colour, we straighten it, we we do all sorts to it. You know, again, did we do that in lockdown or did we all just go, we had to go sort of natural really, mm. didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I, I cut my hair maybe once every two years and dye it once every couple of years. So lockdown so actually natural. didn't affect me. Well, I've got blonde in the ends, but that's only because it's, you know, it starts there, it goes longer and then I bring it up a little bit. In lockdown, I looked disgusting. I had but my did, hair no, no, in a I bun. No, no, I bet you didn't. Oh, I bet you did. What people don't realise about me <laughs> is that I hate myself 90% of the time no. until I can make myself look as good as I can possibly look. And I find that quite easy and quick to do. But there is no way I would let anyone see me the way I looked in lockdown, which was shocking. So is it a point where you look at yourself and you go, right, this is me now? Yeah. Because I do that. Yeah. Before, before you've done whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. and I think before whatever I've need to do, if you're the same, Max, then there's a point I look in the mirror and go, "Oh, you're Lou." Mm. Now, uh, no, I think you you're so? hot now. That's what I look. I go, "Yeah, you look fucking bomb now." You can leave. Good for you. Good for you. Come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but I always make sure I have many, many images of me on social media without makeup or before I've put right. makeup on, so people can see that. I don't just look like like. Oh, it's okay. She looks like that anyway. No, none of us really do. You do look amazing, by the way. I've got, got amazing you makeup do. on. You all look amazing, but, yes. <laughs> so, but, you look, but also you do look amazing without makeup on because you've got lovely skin. I'm and lucky. And presumably that does that come from a bit of self care. You know, there's all that aspect. There's a lot of luck. Well. Like I mean, I've got I'm. I'm like a size 18, 20. So I I always say my payoff is that I haven't got a great body, but I've been fairly lucky with my face. I'm covered in stretch marks, but my skin on my face has always been really lucky. Now that is definitely, you can't say it's down to what you do. It is just, do you use products? I mean, that's, yeah, I use tons of products. I drink five litres of water a day. I don't smoke, you know, I could do everything in theory that you should do, but I also drink and eat chocolate and work insane hours and don't sleep properly, which is given me so many stupid health problems because of that so it is just luck I think you know if you do have something wrong with your skin I can't you can't always say oh it's because you had a bar of chocolate like it's not that kind no, of dry. So you've got to live a bit We've there are some people who treat their bodies like absolute crap and they're a size eight and look amazing you know and I'm eating spinach every day it's just not fair <laughs> Life's not fair. It's not fair. fair. So I think we're almost out of time, ladies. But I think, again, it comes down to just being happy with who you are. Mm, However you do it. And however you do it and however you choose to make yourself happy with who you are. Yeah. But some interesting points there. And as always, if you've got any comments, then we are on Facebook and we've got our Thinking Women Collective group. So put your comments on there and... Thank you very much. I would love to chat more. If there's any comments I can help respond to, I'm <laughs> get on the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. She's got Thank you going. for having me. Thank you, Victoria. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Interiors matter and can enhance the way we feel about the homes we live in. In combining the old and the new, texture and colour, every space should create its own adventure. It's what makes your house your home. Interior design company Adventures in Living believe this matters very much and can offer a completely bespoke service from colour consultations for your home via Zoom or in person, 
sourcing all furniture fittings, floorings, etc. for your home to full project management working alongside your architects and builders. For further information, please contact Katie Conroy on 01491 571643 or email katie at uk. Also look out for her on Instagram, Adventures in Living Henley or House Adventures in Living or check out her website, adventuresinliving.co.uk.